Welcome to the Kingdom Conversation Podcast, where we are transforming ordinary minds into a kingdom mindset. I am your host. My name is Quentin Jones, and I'm excited that you are joining me today. A few things that is uh, going on. Uh, We have finally... And officially, we have launched ALC New Albany. Uh, It was a really exciting thing to do it. We had our first service yesterday on March the 12th. And I was almost like pinching myself like, are we really about to do this? All of the meetings, all of the discussions, all of the planning have finally led us to this moment where we officially launch a new church in New Albany, Indiana. And so I'm thankful that God has called us. I'm so thankful um, for all of this support that we've had um, that has got us to this moment here. And so at some point in the future, I know that I'm going to share um, some things that we learned um, during the process, uh, because I know that there are several other people who are in discussions, or maybe you're feeling this thing inside of you that it's finally time for you to start that thing that God has told you to do. And so I know that um, God will release me here shortly to share some practical principles and not that we did it 100 percent correct or not that, you know, we had the greatest success in every single avenue. But it's just to help um, share some learning practical, uh, practical um, points along the way. Today's podcast, we are going to jump right into it. The title of today's podcast is Don't Look Back. Say it with me. Don't look back. And our theme verse for today is going to be Luke chapter 9, and we are going to read verse 59. He said to one another, this is Jesus talking, follow me, meaning accepting me as master and teacher. I'm reading this out of the Amplified Version. He said to one another, follow me. But he said, Lord, so this is a response from a person, but he said, Lord, allow me to first go and bury my father. But he said to him, allow the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and spread the news about the kingdom of God. Another also said, I will follow you, Lord. But first, let me say, uh, let me say goodbye to those, uh, those at home. But Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back to the things left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. This is one of the verses that is ringing true in my spirit, maybe because it's where I'm at and my spiritual life and where I feel like that uh, God has brought me personally along this journey to get to this point right here. But the key point that I want to pull out is, but Jesus said to him in verse 60, uh, verse 62 in Luke chapter nine, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back to the things left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. So I just want to pull out to you three key points that I believe that is going to sharpen you and is going to encourage you today. Here is point number one, who or what is your end quote, but first, who or what is your but first? This is a, you know, so when I say but first, this is a, you know, let me get some things in order, you know, type of response. 
Let me get my life right before I go all in with God. Let me get my finances right. Let me, you know, get my marriage to a place where I feel like that we're finally in a good, you know, spot to step out to do this. Let me let me get my business lifted off the ground so that way I can have some security from that. Let me let me get my career, you know, I'm I'm in discussions right now about some things that are going to happen in my career. Uh, you know, uh, God, I want to go all in with you, but first let me get some things in order. And if you look at Luke chapter 9, it's full of people who literally said Jesus is giving a command to follow after him. But the rebuttal was, hey, I want to follow after you. I believe you are who you said you are, Lord. And I believe that you're going to do what you said that you're going to do. But first... Let me go to dot, dot, dot. But first, let me handle what is that but first? So who or what is the but first in your life? What is hindering you from going all in with God? What's that thing in your way? Is it let me get my money right? Is it let's. Let me wait until, you know, my marriage smooths over because right now we're not in the best season right now. Is it, you know, hey, my 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 business was doing good and now it's not. But all of a sudden in this season, I finally feel the pull of God where there's some sense of clarity coming. But let me get my business things in order and then I will go all in. Hey, my 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 career is finally about to jump off. I hear the message of the kingdom. I'm just not sure if this is the right time for it. This is where I was at. And if I can be honest with you, I feel like that at one point in, of, you know, another, it was either all of these boxes or it was majority of these boxes. When the call of God came, God never asked me, hey, do you feel like that you finally got your hands a grip on life? He was asking, do you want to put your hands, your grip on the kingdom of God? He never asked me about what it looked like. He never asked me about, do you feel like that you're okay? All I had to do was say, when the call of God come, I had to look past what I was feeling, what I was thinking, and what was going on, and I just had to step out. This is one of the most difficult things for people to do because we compute the kingdom of God and the plow of the kingdom to what's going on around me versus saying, hey, Lord, I'm going to go all in with you and let me just look what's in front of me. Do we question if God will do what he says that he will do? Do we question inherently, will God actually provide? Do, do we question if God will actually bring to pass what he promised? This is one of the most famous verses in the Bible, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and a well-being and not for disaster. But watch this, to give you a future and a hope. Another translation says to, to, to give you a bright future. So here is a question that I would ask you today. And maybe this is the question that I still have to ask myself every single day because I never want to get to a place where I think I got it figured out. This is so listen, as I'm talking to you, I'm really talking to myself. Every time I do a podcast, it's coming from the place of where I'm at right now, right now. So these podcasts are real. It's in this season. If you want to know what, what what's in my mind or what's in my spirit, when you listen to this, it's right here, right now. Here is a question that we must ask ourselves. If we can trust him, meaning God, with our eternity, 
then why can't we trust him with our future? Now, that's the question, isn't it? We know that when we are in Christ and we have a relationship with him and our life is being changed by the word and Jesus is the Lord of our life, not just Savior, we know that we are secure with our eternity. And if we know that if we were to die, where we're going to go to heaven, then why do we have a lack of faith sometimes and trusting him with our future? Our eternity is secure. Then so is our future too. So number one was who or what is your but first? Here is the second point that I want to point out to us today. Point number two is this. Today is the day. Say that with me. Today is the day. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next season, not the next hour, not the next quarter, not the next fiscal year, not when, you know, the, the children are done with their whole sports programs, not, not when we finally reach this much in our savings account. It's today. Everything about the Lord is today. It's only man who tries to say, uh, I want to do that, but I'm going to start on Monday. Listen, if you're like me, I have told myself a thousand times and then some, I'm going to start this, you know, eating right, but I'm going to start it on Monday because today's Friday, so I'm going to enjoy the weekend. I'm about to smash this burger that has about 10 strips of bacon on it, but come Monday, I'm telling you, you're going to find me in the gym. And you know what happens come Monday? I say, hey, come next Monday, I'm going to do it. Because when, when, when we always don't take action today, the scary thing is we always point to tomorrow. If you notice what Jesus said here in verse 60, back in Luke chapter 9, uh, Jesus said, hey, let the dead go bury the dead. But as for you, you go and spread the news about the kingdom of God. Today is the day. You see, the kingdom can't wait because not because that God or Jesus is impatient. The kingdom can't wait because lost souls can't wait. Right now, there is someone who thinks that their life is over. They think that, that, that they are too dirty. They are too filthy, that, that their future is over. And the way that their life has been some of their choices, whatever that looks like, they think that's it. The kingdom can't wait because souls can't wait. That's the truth. And when, when, when Jesus said, hey, go spread the news, he was talking about a kingdom mindset. There must be a kingdom mindset. Most people are afraid to go all in with God because they think that they are going to lose their career. They think they're going to lose their children. They think that they're going to lose their money. They're, they're going to lose the advancement of what this thing that's going on in the natural. But Jesus is simply saying here, it's not the fact that you're going to lose it. He's asking that you would place priority on the kingdom. That's it. Do you trust him enough to place your future as priority? And now, may the kingdom be the filter in which we make every decision by. Listen, I'm not telling you to go sell your business. The Lord has to tell you that. That's not me. What I'm asking you is, and whatever that you're doing, can the Lord be priority? Can you now begin to function your business where Jesus is part of every, uh, every single decision process. Can, can we as parents no longer say, hey, kids, what, what do you want? Because, you know, let me give you the life I never had. But rather as parents says, hey, let me show you Jesus at this age in the point I was never exposed to. And now when we funnel our children, 
through the lens and the kingdom and the word of God. We're not going to just pay for the sports programs to become the best athletes. We will see our children grow up to preach the gospel and that their families will, will spiritually be in a better place than what we were as kids. I think sometimes we have our priorities confused. We want to give our children a life that we never got, you know, have, but we don't stop to think like, hey, maybe they should have Jesus at an earlier age than what I did. Jesus isn't asking for you to get rid of those things. He's only asking, can you make the kingdom a priority? In Romans chapter 10, it says that, uh, you know, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We know that verse. And, and right now you're probably saying, amen. I, amen, brother. I believe that. But if you keep reading the verse, here's what it says. So how will people call on him if they haven't believed? And, 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 and. How will they believe in him if they have not heard? And, and, and how would they hear without a preacher or a messenger? And, and how would they preach unless there are those who are commissioned and sent for that, pur that purpose? Just as it is written forever and remains written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news of good things. What Paul is saying in Romans chapter 10 is that today is the day. What if I told you that you're the one? What if you're the one that brings belief to someone? What if you're the one that because you stepped out and you said yes to the kingdom, that people will believe on the name of the Lord? What if I told you that you're the preacher who should be, com who should be commissioned to go and do the work? Would you actually believe that? What if I told you that today is the day? You know what I'm thinking about right now? I got this movie scene in my head. I think it's from um, Rocky 3, I believe. And it's the scene where Rocky is training with um, Apollo Creed. If you remember, you know, Apollo Creed is punching them. And, but, you know, you got Rocky who's not really dodging. It's almost like this thing of like, you know, I really don't want to be here because I'm tired right now. And then so, uh, you know, Apollo's like, man, fight back. You know, dip, dodge, you know, duck, weave. I don't know. And you know the statement that Rocky makes in that movie? He says, hey, man, let's just pick it up tomorrow. And Apollo goes crazy. He says, Rocky. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Everyone needs a Apollo Creed in your life. Listen, let me be Apollo Creed for you. Hey, you listener, this person right now, wherever you are listening to, you know, to this at, maybe, maybe you're shopping, maybe you're at the gym, maybe you're 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 at home and you, maybe you're listening to this in the car. Let me be Apollo Creed for a second. There is no tomorrow. Stop saying I'm gonna do it tomorrow. If God's telling you to start a podcast and do it because there's no tomorrow. If God's telling you to go talk to your pastor because this thing that you're dreaming about, and you feel like that you don't know how it's going to get there, but you see it, but you don't know how there is no tomorrow. Go have the conversation today. If God's telling you to go make, you know, help restore that relationship with that person, that parent, that, that, that child, that spouse, and this bitterness that you're holding on to, let me be Apollo Creed. There is no tomorrow. Pick up the phone, make the phone call. Everyone needs an Apollo Creed in your life. Why? Because today's the day. This is a kingdom mindset. 
And so point number one is who or what is your but first? Because if we can trust him with our eternity, then we should trust him with our future. Point number two is today is the day. Today, the kingdom can't wait because souls can't wait. There is no tomorrow. I will be the Apollo Creed in your life. Right now, get to right now, get to work. Right now, start studying. Right now, consecrate yourself. As if when the when the opportunity comes for you to go abroad, to go on the, the, the mission field globally and foreign, or maybe you're gonna travel to another state, prepare today as if the invitation is coming tomorrow. Why? Because there is no tomorrow. Today is the day. And here's point number three, which is my last point. If you go back and, and, and look at Luke chapter 9. But Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back to the things left behind. That's what it means to look back. You're, you're, you're looking back to the things left behind. That person who does that, that person is unfit for the kingdom of God. I want to call this out to you. Jesus said that person was unfit for the kingdom of God. He did not say that you were unqualified. <laughs> A person that looks back is unfit, but you're not unqualified, man. Maybe at some point in your life that when the call of God came, you ran from it. You doubted it. And you second guessed it. And maybe at that season of your life, you were unfit, but you were never disqualified or unqualified for the call. I'm telling you right now, whatever the enemy has told you, if you're listening to me, you are not disqualified. You are more than able. You are more than capable. You were just unfit in that season. There were many moments in my life that I felt like that I should have been doing this probably at least three or four, even five years earlier than what I'm doing right now, but because of choices and because of whatever the reason was, I was unfit for the kingdom because I wasn't ready to go all in. If you look at the definition of fit, there's two definitions I want to call out to you. It says, definition one, a fit is to be adapted to the environment so one can be capable of surviving. To be adapted to the environment so one can be capable of surviving. The second definition is, is being in such a state as to be or seem ready to do something. So if you go back and you reread that, but Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is, listen, listen, is capable of surviving. Or the other definition is, is in such a state to be ready to do something. You know why Jesus said that a person who looks back at the things that they are missing out on is unfit for the kingdom? It's because they're not capable of surviving what is to come. You better believe that when you and I say yes and we come into agreement with what God said, he is telling us that when you look back, you, are, you will be a hindrance to yourself. You'll be a hindrance to your family. He said that we're unfit, not unqualified. Can I ask you this last question as I close out here? If we don't say yes to what God is asking us, then do you not know that God will find someone who will? 
If we don't say yes, then God will find someone who will. So here is so then here is my next question for you. Seriously, last one, last one, last one. Who is fulfilling your purpose because of your denial or your delay? I put myself in that category because of this. Quentin, who was fulfilling your purpose because of your denial or your delay? That's the question that you want. So point number one was who or what is your but first? If we can trust him with our eternity, then we can trust him with our future. Point number two is today is the day. There is no tomorrow. The kingdom can't wait because lost souls cannot wait. And number three is get busy and don't look back. Jesus said that we were unfit. He did not say that we were unqualified. Don't give someone else the position to do what you're called to do because of fear, anxiety, or doubt. Mm -mm. That thing that is inside of you is because God needs it right now. In this final hour, he needs what you have. If you don't do it, someone else will rise up with that dream and that anointing and they will do it. In my life, I waited way too long, but it's okay. Now is the right time because I said yes. I can't think about what I lost. I can only think about what I'm going to do for the next 50, 70, 80 years if Jesus if Jesus tarries and does not come back. Don't look back, listeners. Don't do it. Get ready for the kingdom of God is really at hand. I would love to hear from you about how this podcast is helping you. I actually have been receiving some text messages and some folks have sent me some email as well saying, man, this is like powerful stuff. So praise God because, you know, I'm just saying what the Lord wants me to say. And it really, it's bringing encouragement, you know, to me as well. And so I would love to hear from you about how this podcast is helping you. So you can go to uh, my church website, alcnewalbany.com. And if you go to the section up top, there's a section that's called podcast. When you click that podcast um, section, you're going to see a manila looking email, if you will. You can click on that icon and it will uh, bring up your email and it will send me an email. I want to keep hearing from you all about how this is challenging you. And I challenge you, send this to one person. Send this, to, send this to your one friend and say, we can't look back. That's it. Send it to one person and you just keep doing this. Thank you so much for tuning in to this because here in this podcast, we are transforming ordinary minds into a kingdom mindset. I call you blessed and highly favored. We're all moving forward together in Jesus' name.